Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. What did you think about this week so far? Oh my gosh, it was, I thought it was really good. And I have to say, I really enjoyed watching um, Brooke have her memories uh, for the 35th anniversary. I thought it was beautiful. Okay, we'll definitely have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. So- Welcome, you guys, to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where Trish and I recap both The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. And this is for the week of March 21st through March 25th. And um, we did have preemption this week due to a news bulletin, but I don't think we got behind. I think they end up giving us Thursday's episode on Friday. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So if you are new here, what we normally do is we recap the Young and the Restless in the first half of the show. And then we recap the bold and the beautiful in the second half of the show. And then we have what is called flip the script. And what that is, is that if there's a particular storyline or a scene that we wish we could change, this is where we flip the script. All right, so uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this week's recap. And I usually give a summary right before. So for the week of um, March the 21st for The Young and the Restless, we had Jack revealing startling news to Tracy about his trip. We also had the Newmans unite to prove Ashlyn's deception to Victoria. Then we have Victoria realizing Ashlyn has been lying. And then, of course, Allie agrees to meet with Jack for the for coffee. And then we see the conversation between Billy and Victoria, Nick and Ashlyn. I mean, not Nick, Adam and Ashlyn. And then um, uh, the conversation between Ray and Chelsea. Yes. All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this recap. So which storyline do you want to take on? Because um, I would say the biggest storyline this week was, well, I would say maybe it was even because we had the storyline with Jack and Allie and the new, I guess, Diane Jenkins, but she's under another name. Mm-hmm. And then we also had the storyline of the revelation to Victoria that her husband has absolutely been lying to her. So which one you want to tackle first? Let's start with Jack and Allie since it ends with a positive note. Yeah, it does. So what did you think about this week's storyline with those two? Well, I don't blame her for being trepidatious about getting to know someone that she knew that her dad, you know, she found out that her dad had severed ties with. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, whenever um, Taylor 
AKA Diane, you mm -hmm. know, came in and, and, you know, wanted to be sure to meet with her before um, actually closing on the house and making it formal. Um, when she started saying all that about family, um, I was really glad that Allie wound up calling him. Um, and I think Phyllis, um, you know, of course, can't butt out of anything. She's always in everybody's business and mm -hmm. making sure that he knew that she thought he should call Allie. And then when he did and Allie wasn't receptive, which that's what caused Taylor, a.k.a. Diane, to um, start talking about family, um, it really got through to her. And I was glad about that because, of course, with her mother being all the way across the country, um, having somebody that she can rely on and maybe even possibly not staying in L.A. Um, could be a good opportunity for her. Okay. Now, what do you think? Because I, I thought that was really great. Um, I didn't like how pushy Phyllis is. I just, I get it. They're trying to get her, meaning Allie, to move forward into the whole storyline. But Phyllis was getting on my nerves. She was pushing. She was <laughs> she pushing was hard. Pushing. And then when Jack pushed back, she gets passive aggressive, a little condescending, like, okay. And I'm like, he's very just defensive. Old. Yeah, very much so. And so I didn't like that, you know, Phyllis is Phyllis, right? But I just don't like how she don't kind of respect other people's boundaries. Um, I mean, she she kind of backed off and then she'll say something that, you know, make Jack feel foolish for not doing it. Now, I mean, if Jack comes to the decision on his own, it's one thing. But to be pushy about it, yeah, I'm, I wasn't feeling that part. But inevitably, you know, Jack did reach out. Of course, Allie kind of like, no, I thought I was supposed to reach out to you first. And then after having a conversation with, um, as you said, Tay Taylor, a.k.a. soon to be Diane Jenkins, um, it prompted her to actually go ahead and pursue this. Now, my thing is, what is her agenda behind this? Is this a way to get back with Jack? Because he did such a, I mean, you know, she thinking she did a good thing by bringing them together. I, you know, that's what I'm trying to figure out. But You're so right. Yeah. What is her motivation behind trying to, um, you know, put Allie with Jack? I want to know. Go ahead. Very frustrating. Yeah. I wonder what that's all about. And, you know, I've been thinking about that same thing because obviously Diane got her head bashed in by Nikki at mm -hmm. the time mm -hmm. and she was dead. Mm -hmm. um, there was no question. This is what just really irks me because there's so many other storylines that they could go with. Mm -hmm. Why are you always going with the same bring back a dead person? Right. Um, I mean, she, her head was cracked open. Blood was everywhere. Kyle lived his whole life without her. So now if she does wind up being Diane, how is she going to explain that she's just ignored her son for decades? Right. Did she come out of a coma? Is this a twin that no one knew about? How does she know so much about Jack's life if it's not Diane? And if it is Diane, again, where's the head? I mean, really, I just can't. I just. Yeah. Um, I Listen, I understand your frustration. Because I, I just don't get it. I mean, I Adam has came back from the dead four times. 
<laughs> Seriously. Yes. <laughs> then Sheila Carter has came back several times with her old face and with a new face. <laughs> old face. It's like, do you guys ever get tired of trying to do that? It is That, that is just so crazy to me. It's you outlandish. Know, I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just said it's outlandish. Mm-hmm. Very much so. It's like um, you couldn't have thought of anything else. You're going to bring back a woman that, you know, is technically, like you said, her head was bashed in. And you're going to bring her back saying, oh, my God, you know, somebody helped me. I wasn't dead. I'm wondering how they're going to really, you know, bring her back to um, GC under this whole thing that she orchestrated by bringing Allie into Jack's life. So I'm curious about that. Me too. It'll be interesting to see it play out, and I'm sure we will continue to be frustrated. Exactly. Um, now, what did you think about? I'm glad that he was able to share, um, you know, with that with Tracy and with Billy. They seemed pretty happy about it, so that was cool. That was, and eh, you know, nothing, mm -hmm. nothing really out, out you know, outlandish there. I'm thinking they showed the previews for next week. Uh, Ashley is not happy about it. Hmm. So that's going to be interesting because she is supposed to be upset with Phyllis for helping push this thing forward and push the issue. So uh, I, I'm, looking for, I'm looking forward to that just to see what Ashley's response to all of this is. Yeah, because that actually doesn't really make any sense. Mm-hmm. Why would you be upset that your brother's son had a daughter and that his friend slash ex-wife helped him not even reunite, but unite with her? How, why, how would anybody be upset? Yeah, it makes no sense. Mm-mm. Because the thing is, you talk like you just said, that's a long lost granddaughter. He didn't have a relationship with his son, you know, and what's left behind by the son is this daughter of his. Mm -hmm. So why not, you know, I could see at some point, depending on how fast Jack or Allie wanted to move, you know, that they eventually should get to know each other. But mm -hmm. I guess we'll have to wait and see for next week why the week of the 28th on why you know ashley is just so against this yeah that'll be interesting and i love ashley i really mm -hmm. do but sometimes she's just so stubborn and so oh what's the word leticia um and indignant yeah yeah she is she really is but like you said it did end on a good note Jack is excited about the fact that, um, you know, he is able to, because, of course, Allie contacted him back and said, hey, you know, if you are in town, I would love to take you up on that cup of coffee. So, and we'll get to see more of that next week, too. Yes, absolutely. And you could see the joy come through his eyes. I think he's, um, he just is such a great character. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So let's kind of switch on to that whole interaction with Chelsea and Ray, because it looks like they're trying to put those two together. That was really flirty. Very I mean, so. The way she looked at him and cocked her head to one side and 
um, lit the room up when mm -hmm. he came in. I mean, you know, he's married and I mean, obviously they're going to write what they're going to write, but I mean, you know, come on. There's plenty well, of single people. <laughs> right. Do you think, I mean, do you think actually just say if Sharon wasn't in the picture, do you think they would make a good couple? Honestly, I do. Okay. Um, she kind of makes him perk up mm -hmm. and he's not so serious when he's around her. And, and he kind of makes her a little bit less crazy. Mm -hmm. So maybe they are that good seesaw of balance. I don't know. Cause I never really saw any spark between him and Sharon. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people like Ray and Sharon because there was no other interconnectivity um, with the characters or being brother of anybody or anything like that. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I think well, they kind of do have a little bit of a spark. I'm wondering if how they're going to connect them together. Is it because here's the thing. If in fact, because it looks like Chelsea wants to send Connor off the boarding school again. Mm -hmm. right? That means that she's by herself. Right. And then remember, Ray has no children. and He's been feeling like an outsider when it comes to Sharon and her kids. Mm -hmm. So now technically you know they can do things like they want they can focus on each other you know he's not always got to be interrupted by nick or by mariah or by faith or by noah there's no interruptions there if in fact you know um she decides to i mean he decides to go and move forward with chelsea the question is how are they going to do it yeah. And you know, you think about the timing of how the stories come about mm -hmm. and we are almost due for another natural disaster or storm Yeah, that will bring a character or two together or something like that. You know how they kind of have those cycles. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe it might be a weather event or it'll be something, um, something that's going to tear him and Sharon apart. It'll either throw Sharon into someone else's arms, possibly Nick, um, and it'll it'll somehow put him and Chelsea somewhere stuck together, like an elevator or, well, I don't know. She shouldn't get in any more elevators. Right. I know, right? <laughs> I take the stairs, Chelsea. Take the stairs. <laughs> I know, right? Because last time she was on an elevator, she ended up with an aneurysm. So Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, I would be open to it just to get a new I don't know, a new coupling with these two just mm -hmm. to see how it would work. And especially yeah. since it'll be just them two, because if they do send Connor away and, you know, he doesn't have any kids, most of his family is in Miami, they mm -hmm. can focus on each other. Right. Now, I don't like, I'm hoping that maybe they just have a conversation with Sharon or he have a conversation with Sharon I'm not happy. This is not where I thought I was going to be. Blah, 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 blah. I want children. Because Chelsea could still give him a kid. That's true. And, <laughs> you know, I love the way you're going with this because every time it seems like there's always like a cheating aspect or something, can we show one time an adult healthy relationship disintegrating? Right. It's always cheating or something. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. So... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I just totally agree with you. I just think it would be really nice for the audience to see 
this is how it can be done too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you say, it's a mature way. Like, hey, you know, things have been going kind of sour. There's been a little distance. You're focused on your family. How do you feel about all of this? Blah, 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 blah. And maybe they just break up amicably, which brings, you know, like I said, um, Ray over to Chelsea. They can just focus on each other. And if he wants a kid, he, I mean, even the actress, Melissa, you know, she just had a baby last year anyway. So it's not like she's in that age group where she's like, like I will say, I don't know, there's anecdotal experiences where women in their 50s or late 40s have children. I know Sharon Case is 50, 51. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Chelsea's a little bit younger. So if they wanted to do a a baby storyline with Chelsea and Ray, they most definitely could. And, and this would be his first child. And that would be a make sense, happy surprise pregnancy. Right. And two, it would also not have a stain on their relationship if they were to start it without an affair first. Right. It would be that, you know, didn't work out with Sharon. There's some feelings here. Let's go and, have lunch in the park and, you know, Chancellor Park by the flowers and have a conversation and just see where things go. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. I just hope it's not a cheating thing because I can tell you, we already know what Chelsea's head is. She had a fantasy mm -hmm. about him in her hotel suite that one time. Yes. But Ray is slowly kind of connecting. He's not there yet. Cause remember he was there to buy faith, a spa gift thing certificate or whatever. Yes. So, you know, he's definitely still um, focused on his family with Sharon per se as a stepdad. But at some point I'm wondering, you know, how they're going to transition this where he ends up with Chelsea. Yeah. Something's going to snap. Oh, absolutely. I just, like you said, I kind of wish they would do it the way we were talking about it, make it a little bit more mature, and this ain't working out. Exactly. But, no. but it wouldn't be a soap if they didn't have a cheating standard. Well, but you know what, though? If they did it our way, then we could actually have a real romantic story. That's true. And we need a little bit more romance. There's always cheating and there's always the bad stuff. Let's have a little bit of romance. Exactly. That would be great. I have no problem with that. I am absolutely here for it. So Maybe a remote shoot. Something. Maybe I mean, in like, Greece or somewhere, somewhere beautiful where, you know, the everyday person can't go. Mm-hmm. Yep. I totally get it. But we're on the waiting game right now to see what they're going to do. We are, and they're on a budget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's talk about this other storyline, because it looks like, which eventually will tie us into the whole Ashlyn Locke thing, look like Nate is about to go ahead. Well, no, he actually did. He decided mm -hmm. to become COO of Winters. What is it? Chancellor Winters? So... Did they actually name it or was it going to be Chancellor Enterprises and then Hamilton Winters Group? I didn't really catch how they were going to name it because it sounded like Lily was still going to be CEO of mm -hmm. Chancellor and Devon was going to be CEO of Hamilton and they were going to be one part of the under the umbrella of Chancellor and then Lily and Billy were going to be the other CEO and COO. 
of cha of chancellor. So I'm assuming then, because like you say, Lily has a COO with Billy in place, right? So Nate's going to be Devon's COO. Right, probably. Which is, you know, I, I just, I see potential problems with this. Oh, of course. You know, I, I you know, because they all is like, they're all very excited. Like, oh, you know, this is going to be great. And we're going to work together. And this is what Catherine and Neil would want. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds like a good idea in theory. Mm -hmm. But it's a soap. So somebody isn't going. It's just too many chiefs right now. <laughs> well, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, even though they said that, um, like, Chancellor would be part of the actual brick and mortar real estate mm -hmm. venues and things, whereas Hamilton Winters would be more the, the actual entertainment and so forth. Um, you, you still have to wonder how they're going to wind up fighting about control of major decisions, because mm -hmm. they're both extra. Well, actually, all four of them have stubborn tendencies. Yeah, exactly. And the interesting thing is, because one of uh, Devon's hesitations was having to work for Lily. Yes, he wants control of his. He wants stuff. control, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I don't blame him, which is why originally mm -hmm. he was like, no, let's just do the podcast and we'll see how it goes. And of course, you know, Amanda was talking and you know, Jill was talking this week. Oh, come mm -hmm. on, think about it. It'll be great. You know. Yep. I don't know. I, I see I see potential issues coming down the line. Absolutely. And then we'll see how how mature they can be. Now, what did you think about him moving back? Okay, so the way that they wrote this part of Nate's storyline was they originally they moved out. Uh, he and Elena to go move in this house. Now all of a sudden they're moving back to the penthouse because it, it's too many repairs that need to be had to the house. And I'm thinking like, well, was this a fixer upper or what? Well, right. Wasn't it? <laughs> didn't he, didn't they buy Lily and Kane's house, but we never got to see it. Right. We never got to see it. Right. So now they're going to move in across from Devon Mm -hmm. After what Elena, I mean, it's, you know, I know that they say that they're all over it and everything, but that's an awkward situation. Very, very, it is, you know, but it seemed like Elena took it in stride though. She did, but look at that view. Who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you're talking about a penthouse. So, right. Is, let me ask you a question and refresh my memory. Because who had that place first? I thought Victor and Nikki had it first while their home was being reconstructed after the fire. Yes. Then they gave it to, did they give it to, um, they gave it to Adam. And then he sold it to Neil. Uh, not Neil, right? Neil yes. was there for a period of time. Okay, so he sold it to Neil. Of course, we know Neil, the character, and the actor passed away. And then it was, it was um, get, given as an inheritance to Nate, and then mm -hmm. he moved out and sold it back to Adam, I think it was. I think he, did he sell it to Adam or Chelsea? Well, Adam was One in of them. first, and then Chelsea came. Remember, Chelsea was That's going right, she came back. Mm -hmm. Right. So, because I was thinking about that, I'm like, 
he left that as an inheritance, but obviously Victor and Nikki owned it and bought it first. When that when that whole penthouse thing came to the show, Nikki and Victor had it, right? I believe that they were the ones that had it first. And I just right. can't remember if it was Victor who sold it to Neil or if, if Victor gave it to Adam and then Adam sold it. I can't remember that part of it, but well, I will say... Do you remember the first penthouse that Victor had where the stairwell was an open staircase up and it was it was so exquisitely decorated? I don't know if you remember that one from back in like the late late 80s, early 90s. No, I don't remember that. OK. One. Oh, my goodness. They've had some amazing sets on that show. Really? OK. I'm going to have to maybe look it up and check it out. But I think Adam got it from his got it from Victor because Michael Muni was the Adam at that time. That's right. I believe yes. you are correct. And that's when he was hiding when he hit uh Delia. He was throwing stuff in there and you know that type and he of burned thing. the scarf and yeah I remember that. Right. So yeah so obviously yeah it went from Adam I mean it went from Victor and Nikki to Adam and then Adam get sold it off to Neil. And then that's how the inheritance came into place. And then Adam got it back, and now he got it back. And I'm like, hopefully you guys stay there for a while. <laughs> I know. Did everybody make a profit every time? I know. Seriously. It's like it's been going in circles with this whole pro piece of property. Mm -hmm. But I just thought that was interesting. Um, yeah. Now, let's kind of move toward the Ashlyn storyline. So the biggest thing with Nate this week is because he revealed coming off of last week onto this week that um, Ashlyn did not have cancer when they did the scan when he had his heart attack. You know, I mean, the minute he decided to look at those medical records, he knew whatever medical career that he had was over. And I got to hand it to him. I think he did the right thing. Yeah, because he was already in trouble for the first issue with the Newmans when it came to, um, remember he had the fight. Well, who was what was that about? I think what that was when Nate was dating Abby. Yes. And during that time, Victor was faking being sick or something because they was trying to set Adam up. He was a part of that. And it came out. And mm -hmm. remember, he had to fight the board to keep his license intact. That's I why do. when when <clears throat> when he originally was asked to come work for Newman, I'm like, why would you even go back into that fire again? You know how they operate. Right. <laughs> you are so right. I mean, oh, you look at their track record and I well, mean. They've all tried to hurt each other at one time or another. I mean, Adam attempted to blow him up for crying out loud, and now he works there again. It's Exactly. So for Nate, you almost lost your license the first time working for them. And then you turn around and want to go back. And that's even after Lily offered him the job there and before he knew that Ashlyn lied. And I'm like, you're going to choose to go work over there over working with your cousin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, no, I wasn't was odd. Yeah, I wasn't feeling that. But I'm glad he came to his senses. Now, the thing is, though, Ashlyn um, thought, took that as a threat. He tried to threaten him with his license. He was like, I'm leaving anyway. 
right? He's go ahead, do it. Make the call. It's okay. You're just going to expose yourself that you're a fraud. Yeah. And just in case, you know, because we don't know what Ashlyn is capable of. I mean, Ashlyn has done some horrendous things, right? Well, yeah, he stole an identity from a dying man in a car wreck. And who knows who really caused the car wreck? Exactly. Exactly. That's a good point. And so with him, with that being said, I'm glad he told Elena because yes. just say, for example, they, you know, would have locked him up somewhere or Ashton would have had him put away like he did Michael. That information wouldn't have gotten out. But obviously it did because we saw him talking to, you know, the Newmans. But I'm glad he did it. I'm glad he told Elena. He was kind of fearful for a second, too, just like what we we're talking about. Mm hmm. He was. Yeah. So Elena supported him the whole time, though. I was really glad about that. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. She supported him 110 percent, kind of stood up a little bit against Ashlyn. I was like, you go, girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she was definitely there to have his back. Absolutely. I love a woman who stands up for convictions and who is not afraid to stand up against a powerful man. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I didn't hear the last part. You I just speak her piece. Yeah. She definitely spoke her piece supporting Nate. Um, okay. So let's move into that other storyline. So the other biggest piece of uh, this week was the whole Ashlyn Locke thing. Victoria was digging her heels in as far as she could. I mean, the family was trying to convince her. Nick, even Adam. I was surprised at that conversation. Walk out and he was like, look, learn from my experience. You know, I could never, you know, think that Chelsea would try to set me up and she lied and did this, that, and the third. And Victoria was like, you're going to compare Ashlyn to a con artist? And I'm like, uh, He's yeah. worse. <laughs> He's worse. <laughs> I'm like, did you forget everything that that man did? Right. And, you know, I go back to our first conversation that you and I had about why don't Victor and Adam have the goods on Ashlyn from Gaines? somewhere locked up i mean didn't they have that from getting it from billy but the problem with that is is that this the newman supported the denial of that story mm -hmm. so if they came back and said no it's true then that made them look complicit that's true you know so they're not going to say that oh yeah we knew he was he was trash you know, right. and he was a criminal and all that, but you just said that and you protected him to say that he didn't do it. It was not true. When you knew so, the whole time. Yep. So it makes them look bad. So they're not going to say anything. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They're not. Yeah, they're not going to say anything. But um, I, I just, you talking about, and like I said, I did not, and I said this to you last week, I did not know what this actor was going to bring to this particular character. He did an excellent job he playing Ashlyn mean. Locke. He looked mean talking to Adam today, like he was ready to blow a gasket. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, let me ask you this. What do you think about Adam being, do you think he's being too opportunistic too soon? When would he not be? I'm, yeah, that's who he is, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Even when he first came to town <laughs> mm -hmm. and he just met his siblings, it was all about how far can I get? How fast can I get? How high can I go? Yeah, that's the character. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, he because his he, father's son. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's why him and Victoria don't get along because they're so much alike. They're just alike and they don't see it. Nope. They're both. You're talking about Victoria and Victor Newman Jr. Because that's who Adam actually is. Yes. Yes. You know, so the three V's are definitely alike. Nick is more like his mother. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. You know what I wish they would have happen is to have Adam and Victoria stuck somewhere like they did Adam and Nick and mm -hmm. really make them work together to get out of whatever hellish situation they wind up in, you know, so that there would have to be some kind of a bond because for the mere fact that they are exactly like each other to finally have that mirror go, oh, oh wait, that's me. Oh, no, it's you. No, it's Oh, it's us. <laughs> yeah. You know what's the interesting thing, though? I honestly believe if those two could soften toward each other, and I think Adam is willing to do that. Mm -hmm. Victoria is the one that's been really kind of digging in her heels. But if those two could run the company together, mm -hmm. they would be, man, it would be awesome. Whole nother level. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. But, um... I will say the actor that plays um, Ashlyn Locke, who, of course, we were talking about last week, who was a different character on Guiding Light, totally two different character mm -hmm. personalities. Absolutely. Robert Newman is so talented. Yeah, nice guy to the villain. Mm-hmm. You know, and he so took it to the hilt. <clears throat> yes, he did. Yes, he did. I think he did an excellent job. with, And like you said, that look he had on his face, the manipulation and the look he has on his face when he's talking to Victoria. I'm like, are you sure you're not a manipulator in real life? You're doing that a little bit too good. You know, it's that one eye that squints a little bit more and the other ones, you know, you can see that that kind of twitch in the eye. Mm -hmm. he's, he's down to it's the little tiny little nuances that that um the facial expressions make that just make his looks so diabolical yeah very much so you know i mean it's the certain facial reactions you know michael muley used to do that a lot too yes he was oh he's such a good actor yeah i you know i would say i do like um mark grossman but I do my well. other my other favorite Adam is M Michael Muni. I agree. Both of them are exceptional actors. Yeah, and they know how to do a certain look, how to give that darkness that the Adam Newman character has. Yes. It's just perfect to me. Wow. I, I really like him. No shade to Justin Hartley. He was just a little bit too bubbly for an actor. Lighter. Mm -hmm. I agree. He was a little, like, he couldn't get that menacing look. He got a mad look. But he couldn't get the menacing look. He'll crack jokes. He was a little silly. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's cool. He seemed like a nice guy. But Adam Newman, the character, is a darker character. Yes, I you agree. Know, a calculating, you know, opportunistic type of character. So you have to have a dark persona to act that out. 
a little bit of an edge. A little bit of edge, exactly. Exactly. Just like you can't get Nick Maroney to play Bill Spencer. (laughs) Oh, no, there's no possible way. (laughs) They're like day and night. Yes, they are like day and night. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about them a little bit later. Yes, um, (laughs) ma'am. So did you think that the Newmans did a good job of executing this whole expo day or no? Actually, I did because it's very difficult to have an intervention with someone. Right. Especially when they're so stubborn. And this Mm -hmm. was actually sort of a form of addiction. Mm -hmm. Um, Just it didn't have to do with the drug addiction or an alcohol addiction, but it was an addiction to the love of love. And she just had, she has always had such a need to be um, lifted up, needed, um, wanted, desired by a man. And she just, we all were hoping this was going to be the one. Because as we talked about, he we thought he was her intellectual equal, mm-hmm. but he turned out to be an evil, diabolical, horrible person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she. I feel so sorry for her. It's um, it's like the poor little rich girl. She can't be happy. I, you know what? I, there's I'm fifty fifty on that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, because it's one thing, and I, you know, even with how Victor. Is this whole thing is just a mess because there's no way if I found out that the guy or even the gal that my because I have a son and a daughter uh-huh. that they were dating was a person who identity has been stolen, yeah, a person who um, took a job that wasn't rightfully his. Somebody that you just let your best friend burn in a car and you took said identity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, why? There's no way. It like, cut it right here. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the Newmans brought this monster in there. They you know, welcomed they, him with open arms. Yeah, you, you brought this monster in here. And even though Nick, Nick was ostracized. I mean, Mm -hmm. the thing is, is that with um, Victor, Victor told him to go dig up details on the East Coast and then turn around when he finds it, then Victor and Victoria are upset at him. And now she don't want to speak to him. And, you know, Victor's like, oh, leave it alone. And he's like, you asked me to do this. Complete admonishment. And and then to hear Victor say today, I never trusted him. I'm, I'm exactly. at the TV. Come on, Nick, tell him what's what. I mean, he didn't think that. He was all gung-ho. He hid yeah. all the bad stuff. Yeah, that was crazy to me. When And I was saying the same thing. I'm like, are you serious right now? So you mean to tell me? That you said, I never trusted him from the day he came into our lives, but you let your daughter marry him. Right. You, you gave him a whole palazzo in Tuscany. Yeah. You gifted that to the both of them. <laughs> you gave her and him a wedding. You tried to keep Gaines away. You tried to keep Billy away. You pretty much, y'all wrote off Nick. And then now all of a sudden, oh, yeah, from day one, I never trusted him. I'm like, get out of here. Get out. Exactly. Exactly. But, of course, it's Victor Newman, so. (laughs) Yeah. And so going back to what I was saying with Victoria, Victoria has been mean, 
vindictive. Because even before we got to this point, she was really mean to people, both her brothers. Mm -hmm. You know, she treated Billy like crap. Yes, she did. You know, and now all of a sudden chickens come home to roost. Billy is her confidant. Don't tell anybody. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go again. Look out, Lily. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Poor Lily. I don't know if they're going to let her be happy either. (laughs) Yeah, I I can see that happen because she's going to be sad and Victoria is going to want to attach herself to somebody, you know, and that's, I get it. The grieving, the codependency. Okay. You know, I get it, but she was, she was really mean to a lot of people. I mean, she, mm-hmm. even the whole thing with the Adam losing his company to her, she mm-hmm. orchestrated that and worked with Billy to take him down. And then at the second thing of this, once he did stay around and be CEO of Newman Media, her and Ash, she conspired with Ashlyn to try to undermine him and get set him up to get fired. She sure did. And you then know, she chastised him. And she chastised him. And then, you know, she talks condescending to everybody. Everybody she come in contact with, even if it was Phyllis or, you know, anybody else, it's always a snide remark. And it's like, really, do you have to walk down, walk around looking down your nose at everybody? So now fast forward to all of this coming out this week. It's like, you know, sometimes you got to humble yourself, (laughs) you know? So, yeah, I, you know, I, I understand nobody should be hurt. But she also has to take accountability of some of this stuff, too. She does. Absolutely. And I mean, she's obviously going to be eating some humble pie. Oh, absolutely. And Victor needs some, too, because you allowed this monster to come in here. Yeah. And I mean, it would have been so much easier if you let him die of the heart attack that he wasn't really having. (laughs) Yeah, that he was. Exactly. We don't think he was actually having. (laughs) Yeah, because who's to say he faked that, too? Yeah. I think he probably, everything's been a setup at this point. So what about the thing that um, Adam said to to him about saying, because I I, I was wondering what, you know, what plan Adam was going to have when he was talking to him, using Harrison as a way to get him to think. Do you think that's going to work? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think the way Adam put it was, how is this going to, Uh, affect Harrison's life and do you even care Mm -hmm. and um, to try to pretend like it it didn't matter I mean come on Ashland of course it matters you thought I mean you really he of course he's your son he's not your biological son but he is your son you've Mm -hmm. been raising him since he was born and now you're not but you did that because you were setting all this up you wanted to keep him away and I really do believe that Adam's hit the nail on the head with that and mm-hmm. um then when of course whenever ashlyn was leaving he th- you know told adam don't ever speak to me about my son blah 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 so obviously he got to him yeah not to to ashlyn yeah and i think ashlyn just want to put on that hard armor against him because sometimes you know when you're a person like him you don't want people to see you sweat but exactly. he was definitely sweating I agree. He needed extra deodorant on today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, and and like um, Adam and even Sally said, you know, hey, you can tell he might didn't say anything, but you can tell it definitely struck a chord in him. 
Definitely. Most definitely. Now, I love the scene between Adam and Sally. I really do love them together. I mean, the, they think she, she is perfect for him. I, I agree. They are so, there's such a spark there between the characters. And these two are so good and play off of each other so well that this is, I really hope that they're like the power couple. I hope so too, because I mean, and the word, when he said, you know exactly what I need, you know how I think, you know, you, you're perfect for me. And I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think she is more sharper because I mean, Chelsea was a messy con, right? She's definitely a messy con. Whereas Sally is a little bit more sharper, I would say. I think so too. And I think, you know, Sally, um, Chelsea, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Chelsea is somewhat, um, of a disheveled mess. Whereas Sally was always a very well put together mess. <laughs> yes. A well put together mess. Mm -hmm. it, actually, she did the exact same thing pretty much on bold when she faked like she was dying to get Wyatt to get back with her. Remember? I remember that. Yeah. You could see her facial expressions were very stoic yet smiling right. while he was telling was... her what was happening. She didn't have an opinion about it. Uh -huh. She just listened. And, uh, but I mean, everybody, I think doesn't, does Adam know about that? Doesn't he know everything about her already? I don't know. And I, I was hoping, remember. I was hoping that he, um, I mean, not that she, that the, that the writers would have kind of scripted it in and, and had Sally say, well, that sounds familiar right. or something. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> I was hoping that they I was referenced that. Yeah. Well, yeah. gosh, um, I remember something that happened in LA. I don't know. It's amnesia, selective amnesia. Yeah. Cause remember Sally said that she was dying of a terminal illness and her, her uh, arms, oh, you remember her hands would shake. Yep. She couldn't that was a panic attack. <laughs> right. And she couldn't draw any more designs. And so somebody was drawing them for her. I mean, it was crazy. It was cruel. It was cruel. Yeah. So I was wondering if they were going to make reference to that, but another missed opportunity writers. We could have did something with that. Exactly. That they really could have. There's a lot of missed opportunities lately. Well, I guess probably all the time because we are so attentive to the details. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But um, I'm trying to see what else. Oh, let's talk about Lauren. Oh, my God. I was so hoping they should have made Lauren raving mad at Victor. I really wanted her to rail on him. And I hope at some point she gets to have it out with him. And mm -hmm. I, Lauren, I love Lauren and I really want her to be able to have her say. Yeah. I wish she could have really handed it to uh, Victor because first of all, you've been keeping information from me. She had to hear it from Sally of all people. Right. And do you know, she didn't give that away to Victor that it was Sally. I noticed her. that. I couldn't believe it noticed that but did you see victor kind of look toward adam's direction though yep so i'm wondering if he's he's thinking like i bet you sally spectra told you know 
But we'll see. Maybe they'll, you know, the writers will import that into this whole thing. But yes, she didn't. She didn't give it away. I was glad. I was like, "Oh, Sally, gonna be in trouble." I thought the same thing. I was like, "Oh, Lauren, wow, you could have taken her down right there, and you didn't. What a class act." Mm-hmm. Yep. So I thought that was pretty cool. But I, you know, like I said, I was hoping that, you know, um, Lauren would have been like, you know what? Oh. She did tell Victor that, you know, she got the police involved. I was looking forward to seeing what was going to be his response to that. But he was like, oh, no, necessary for the police. We got it under control. I'm like, that's it. No, you don't. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) You absolutely do not have it under control. And what is it with their security team? That Newman security team lets everything through the cracks. Hey, listen, that's what, remember we were saying that last week about how these people, well, we hardly, we don't see that a lot on the Young and the Restless because normally doors are locked. Yes. We usually see that on Bold and the Beautiful where yes. people walk in people's houses. But, um, yeah, um, yeah, I'm shocked that she was just able to just get up there. Absolutely, know, yeah. Just barge in, so. All right. Well, I think we covered everything this week because we did not have any um, baby drama with Abby and Chance or anything like that. Not this week, no. Not this week. So, and that's fine because I'm over that storyline anyway. I'm a, yeah, it's a little exhausting with the with the. Um, it, it's hard for me to watch stories that talk about war PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's just um, especially with what what's going on in the world right now. Um, okay. I, I am personally preferring more of the escapism lately. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. That makes sense. Makes sense. So yeah, I think we covered everything. So we might as well just switch over to the bold and the beautiful for the All week right. of March twenty first. So here's the summary. Steffi follows Thomas to a back alley meeting with Sheila. And then we have, hold on one second. And then we have Brooke claims to understand why Stephanie opposed her relationship with Ridge. We had Steffi and Finn try to figure out why Thomas met with Sheila. And of course Thursday there was no pre there was preemption and then um we saw in today's episode where was the anniversary episode where mm-hmm. Brooke remembers all of her loves. Yes. All right. So um we did not have any Paris and Carter this week. So okay. Let's what do you want to talk about with this? I just think that whole, let me tell you what I thought was funny. That whole scene with Thomas and Sheila in the alley back there. You see all that pile of garbage standing next to them? Yes, the stench must have been. That's what I was saying. I was like, now, if this was real life, there is no way they could tolerate standing back there that long, having that long of a conversation Mm -mm. with the garbage pile that high smelling like that. No, there were so many other places they could have gone to meet. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I was, it I was, was funny. Well, and I was waiting for Steffi to knock all the boxes down on top of Sheila, but it didn't happen. 
No, I thought she was going to confront them, but she didn't. Mm -hmm. I did too. I was hoping she would, but I guess I get why she didn't. Well, the thing is, is that she knows that the two of them have been conversing because she had a conversation with Finn about it. Mm -hmm. Do yeah, you think? Yeah. Do you think she should have confronted them, or do you think she should be a little bit more calculating, which is look like what she's doing? Well, honestly, knowing that it's Sheila, you better be a little more calculating than just coming out and starting to yell at somebody because she's, I mean, crazy's fun. Insane is not so much. Right. Um, and she's definitely insane. <laughs> <laughs> you don't Absolutely. do all the things that she's done and, and not get certified. Uh, yes, most definitely. Um, I'm curious to see what the next move is though. So same. Yeah, I mean, is she going to pull Thomas aside and say, hey, why are you talking to Sheila? I saw you. Which is that is going to bring out, is he going to tell her the truth or is it going to bring out what's actually happening? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I so wanted Thomas to spill it in the beginning. There were so many opportunities for the story to go different directions. And once again... They choose to make Thomas not tell, you know, not expose this heinous situation that he's aware of. And I don't know. I really, really, really wanted them to have Thomas do the right thing from the get go on this one. Well, I will say this. If he is caught carrying this secret, they're going to say, oh, see, you're not you haven't Never changed. changed. You, you're back to your old ways and mm -hmm. things like that. So. In order to cover his butt, he needs to have a conversation with Steffi. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, and when is he going to do something about his son, Douglas, living in a house where they tried to tell Douglas not to talk about what happened? I know. That's the thing. It looked like to me when they redeemed the, the Thomas character, they should have found a storyline bringing the son back under his household. I agree 100%. You know, I mean... I understand they share custody, but he's the bio dad. I mean, she's the legal mom because she signed the adoption papers. But, I mean, part of this whole storyline right now is that Hope, Liam, and Brooke told him to forget about what he saw and don't tell anybody. They gaslit a little boy. Exactly. You don't know what you, you, that was Santa Claus. That wasn't your, you know, Hope's dad. Yeah, okay. Right. So, until Thomas decided to dig deep and, you know, say, hey, go back and think and see what was there. And then, of course, you know, Douglas said who it was. But uh, yeah, even that whole conversation that was earlier this week where we saw right before they went to the alley, the conversation that they had where, um, what's his name? What was that last week where um, Deacon had almost caught uh, Sheila too. I'm like, you don't have, these people have conversations in the most weirdest places. In the middle of everybody. Yeah, she was right outside the entrance to Il Giordino and he heard her on the phone. Yep. I mean, even in the office, even with other characters and mm -hmm. scenes that we've seen, there's mm -hmm. a door cracked or you at work kissing somebody's ex or spouse or something. It's like, how are you having these conversations in the places where somebody can hear you? And the door's not shut fully and have locks, is my question. <laughs> uh, you would think. You would think. 
but yeah that go ahead i'm sorry oh i'm just i'm just laughing it's like come on writers let's can we can we highbrow it up a little bit give us a give your viewers a little bit of credit just a little bit just, just a, a little bit just I a mean, smidgen just, just a smidge that's all we ask for yeah it doesn't seem like it huh no it does not can, i mean do you think we don't remember yeah. what happened or what they said or what they oh well, yeah exactly Man, let us write the show yeah i mean it's crazy i i really see ridge is probably going to end up back with brooke oh for sure they always wind up wind up back together but they'll be apart for a little while and taylor will wind up getting her hopes all up and then they'll get dashed again because taylor's never going to win yeah. You know, she's not supposed to. Brooke is. Yeah, exactly. That's how it always goes. It is. It is. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what you say? I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even the second time that Ridge came by there this week, you know, she was begging and pleading. And I'm sorry. I didn't mean what I said. I want you to stay. And yeah. Well. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it, and especially when it comes out that Sheila is behind that whole alcohol, non-alcohol switch. Yes, ma'am. They're going to blame that. that whole thing on her and say, oh, she wasn't in her right mind. Sheila did this. It was her fault. And so he'll end up back over there. Yeah, he will. He absolutely will. Because, you know, destiny, right? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Always destiny. I did. Um, I did love seeing ever all the men show up today. Yeah, I will say Bill Spencer looked really good in that black. He, oh, he looked. Oh my God, so good. Yes, he is a fine man. Yeah, very. I mean, when you had the guy that Nick Maroney comes in with all white, and then Bill Spencer coming there with all black. Mm -hmm. Don Diamond can wear a suit. He absolutely, he is who suits were made for. <laughs> I'm telling you, the way that they, because we know we haven't seen him in a while. Mm -hmm. But, you know, how he came down the stairs, they had his hair in the right place. And mm -hmm. then he had this, the, I think the black suit jacket he had on had some design and his silk black shirt. Everything was just black. I was like, yeah, that looks Stunning. good. It looks good. Yep. It was nice see thorn it's been a while since we've yeah. seen him because the last thorn uh was ingo uh rodemacher mm -hmm. and uh so it was nice to see windsor Harmon. mm-hmm yep and then of course they had eric which you know mm-hmm yeah patriarch had to be there yep and then all of a sudden ridge had to have the floor to himself and the dance i really did think it was beautiful when the unforgettable song came on yeah, I think they did a good job. Now, was it her 35 years on the show? She and Eric both have been on the show from day one. Okay, gotcha. God, 35 years. What is that, 1985? Yes. 18... The year I went off to college 
And oh, you remember. Friends. Yes, I do. I remember the very first episode. Um, my girlfriends and I were in the dorm room and we were all excited because there was a new soap coming on CBS and it was all about fashion and it had the most fabulous, upbeat, beautiful, colorful intro of any soap that had ever been on television. Wow. So we okay. were we were just psyched about it. And when it was over, we all sat around and talked about the makeup and the fashion and the hair. And then of course we had to go try to do our hair and makeup exactly like them. So it was great. Good okay. time. Okay. <laughs> In 1985, because you I think you're a few years older than me because you're mm -hmm. coming out of high school. I was going into high school. Yes, yes. So, yeah, I was a freshman, going, yeah, eighth grade going into my freshman year that that particular year. So it's yeah. been a minute. It's been I a minute. Know. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So um, I thought it was great that they did that. It was nice to see all of the men. Are we missing anybody? Um, wasn't there a guy named Grant? that she right. was with um james warwick she mm -hmm. was with james warwick mm -hmm. um let me think um he was with oliver too oh oh, oh, <laughs> oh. deacon that wasn't was... there today but yeah all, that was I, I that whole thing it's like how can you get another pass mm-hmm you know what I'm wondering? I'm wondering if they did it like marriages or relationships. Because like with Oliver, that was just a quick one time. Right. And Deacon was a one time too, wasn't it? No, they were together together. Oh, okay. So yeah. maybe they should have put Deacon in there too. He left Bridget and he got together with Brooke for a very short period of time. Um, oh. But wasn't she married to Wick, Whip too? Remember Whip? Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. Yeah. Boy, the list well, is long, Letitia. The list is long. <laughs> listen, they couldn't bring everybody. They so could I guess not. They bring Just the most the, important ones. Yeah, they bring out the substantial ones. So, yeah, but it was a pretty good week. We didn't get a lot of bold this week because of the preemption. And mm -hmm. most of the storylines, well, technically, the Thursday episode was today's episode. Right, right. So... Yeah, we kind of got uh, a little bit of pizza missing, but I still think that that Friday or today's episode really did a good job with, with all of the man and her anniversary. I thought it was pretty cool. I did too. I loved it. It was, it was really nicely done. And I always like whenever they show um, some things from the past, the, the waterfall feature in the backyard um, where Ridge was at the top of the waterfalls with the rose. That was always one of my most favorite scenes. It's such a beautiful setting. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yep, it was. I mean, they show it a lot, but it was nice to see the ones that we haven't seen in a while. It Yes, it was. Definitely. Um, but, I, you know, I'm missing some of the other characters. I, mm -hmm. I hope they get back to some other storylines. Um, you know, because we haven't seen Katie, we haven't seen Shauna flow, mm -hmm. we don't see a lot of Wyatt, even mm -hmm. Bill. Am I? Yeah, just I mean, they haven't really put any storylines that they can really give them to chew on, you know what I mean? So, I do, yeah, and I miss I like the Spencer clan, I do, they're pretty much non existent except for Liam, but some people call him a Logan now, so. <laughs> <laughs> Liam and Hope Logan. <laughs> exactly. 
they fit he fits in right pretty well with uh Brooke and and Hope and all the rest of them so a lot of people saying he's not a a, a Spencer he's a Logan um too funny yeah you know folks in social media right oh yes I'm guilty sometimes <laughs> uh, yeah so uh you know, it was a pretty good week. So we really didn't have much because that was the focal point was, um, you know, the storyline with Sheila and mm -hmm. Thomas and the whole secret. And then, of course, the anniversary episode. Right. So Right. And Brooke uh, and to hope. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, am I missing something? I'm, I'm thinking. Um No, I mean, that it really was pretty focused on these characters. Yeah, because we didn't get any Paris or Carter this week, or Grace. Uh, no, we did not. We I don't miss Grace, but I do miss Paris and Carter. <laughs> and Zenday. I like Zenday. Oh, yeah, we didn't get any Zenday or anything. Uh -uh. It, there wasn't a whole lot at the office this week. It was mostly uh, behind a, in the trash can and, <laughs> and at Brooke's house. Yeah, at Brooke's house, behind Errol Giordano, or G, G, whatever. <laughs> I said, you're Donald. I'm thinking about pizza. Uh, oh, my gosh. We should yeah. get pizza for dinner. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's do our flip the script segment. So what that is, if there's a particular storyline or a scene that you wish you could change, this is where we flip the script. So what's yours for Young and the Restless this week? So on the Young and the Restless... <laughs> I really want Adam and Sally to to wind up being in the um in the seat at, at in the CEO seat. I do. I really do. I want to see Adam take over as CEO. Mm -hmm. And um uh, because that causes so much friction and fun in the storyline with the the sibling banter. Mm -hmm. Um and then I want him to wind up saying you know, Victoria, it would be so much better if we could do this together. Okay. That's uh, what I want to see. I know we won't see it. At least I don't think we will, but I would love to see that because I would love for the siblings that fight all the time to finally come together for common cause and ground. Okay, cool. All right. And so I just love Sally and Adam because they're my favorite couple. Yeah, they are. Oh my gosh. They have a favorite couple. I did well, I won't say out of the entire show, but they're at the top. They're at the top of the list. Absolutely. Okay. So what you got for bold? So flipping the script on bold, I really want Thomas to come clean. I don't want him to keep this secret. I want him to come clean. I want him to go tell Steffi. And then I want them to go together and tell Brooke and Ridge and Taylor all at the same time so that they can hear exactly what's going on and there's no mincing words, misunderstanding or anything like that. I want like the family meeting. Yep. Okay. What about uh, you? Okay. So for my flip the script for the young and the restless is Phyllis is annoying. <laughs> Jack needs to say, look, when I say stop or when I say no, you know how I felt when Paris was continuously pushing. Yes. I mean, I just don't like pushy people. You know, I if agree. I decide to do it, I'll do it. Don't. And then when I say no, don't try to make me feel guilty or stupid because I said no. And that's what Phyllis would do. She'd be condescending like, okay, mm -hmm. wow. 
Yep. You know, it's like, no, stop, Phyllis. Just stop. Let me figure this out. Um, on Bold, I would have wanted Steffi to confront Sheila and Thomas in the alley mm. and say, what is this? What are you doing back here? Standing next to 10 feet of garbage. Right. <laughs> you got to talk about it back here versus upstairs at the restaurant. Come on. <laughs> 10 feet so, of garbage. Oh, my God. You're right. It was above their heads. <laughs> it was. It was so The way that that scene was behind. Let me see. I think it was Thomas's side. That garbage was piled so high. I mean, you would think if you see somebody back there having a deep conversation for the length of time that they did, Steffi watched that happen. It's like, God, I would confront, like, what is this? What are you talking about? Why is it back here? What are you doing in the trash? What are you doing in the trash? With you know? the trash. What are you doing in the trash with the trash? Exactly. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, I, that would have been my flip the script instead of, Steffi running away, I, I would have wanted her to confront them right then and there. Because that would have put both of them on the spot. You know, that would have so had true. Thomas say, well, we're busted now. So, you know, and he would have to speak what the truth was. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see because obviously Steffi has a plan. So she does. She's very strategic. Yep. 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 So we will see. Well, it was another good week. Looking forward to the week of March 28th. Um, we did get a couple of previews. Michael is back next week. Yay! Um, we saw Ashley telling Phyllis how dare she push Jack. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, I agree with you to an extent. But um, how dare she push Jack into this whole thing. And then we also see Victoria all hugged up with Ashlyn. And Billy and Nick is standing off like WTF. Exactly. So. <laughs> right. That was my thought too. WTF. WTF. <laughs> That's a funny one. And right, of course, guys. we all know that stands for why the face, right? Exactly. <laughs> or what the, look, what the French toast. <laughs> Thank you so the, much for having me on again this week, Letitia. It's always so much fun. I really appreciate it. All right, I appreciate you being here. And you guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, for the YouTube listeners, like, comment, and subscribe. We will post stuff every week on this channel and on the podcast. Thank you guys for continuously coming back every week. So until next week, we will see you then. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. 
We'll talk to you next week. Bye.